You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 29 with Chris Holt. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. So happy you've tuned in today. Today we have my first second guest. So Chris Holt was episode five and he did a great job the first time talking about mindset and kind of the internal battles that we face every day with discipline and just kind of being somebody who is committed to getting better. And you all know that I focus so much on the mindset piece, and he had a lot to share about all of that. This episode is a little bit different, and we'll get to it in a second, but I wanted to remind you that Prep Like a Pro is going on right now. We are on day two, the day that this comes out. That's my, or Prep Like a Pro is my free cooking e-course. It's a five-day program where you're going to be getting emails and we're going to be doing two live cooking demos in a private Facebook group where I'm going to be giving you lots of support and you can ask questions. Also, Ina came out with her book today. If you guys don't know who Ina is, Ina Garten, hello. Um, (laughs) That was really annoying. Um, She just came out with a book, a new book that she announced the title of and it's called Cook Like a Pro. So Just saying, great minds think alike. Um, I love you, Ina, if you're listening. She's not. Um, So yeah, Prep Like a Pro is happening. I am super excited. Over 120 people signed up for this course, and I'm just so happy that it's going on. So be sure to visit the link in my bio if you go to Instagram and click on Prep Like a Pro. I'll also be posting it in the show notes. You can still join Uh, even though we're a little bit more than, or almost to halfway through at this point, but just wanted to let you guys know kind of what was going on, what was happening with that. So let's get to Chris. So Chris actually, like you guys maybe know, or like we talk about in the episode, he is the co-owner of Miami's second CrossFit affiliate. And him and I have really found a common ground with each other because we both are about living unconventional lives, kind of doing our own thing, no matter how hard it is or whatever. Um, We're definitely not like cookie cutter type of people. So it's been fun kind of cheering each other on in our entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journeys. 
And Chris is actually moving to Salt Lake City in about a month and a half or so, and he's getting married. So, which we have in common as well, except his wedding is in June. But um, yeah, we were able to connect a lot in that way. And I wanted to have him on again because he's moving and I wanted to talk to him in person about strength training. He is a master at strength training. He is somebody who is so knowledgeable about it. He trains people. He changes people's bodies and subsequently their minds and their lives. And that's really what strength training is about or any sort of physical pursuit that you go on. Um, That's really what we do it for is to get better and to reach our potential and to sometimes just do something that sucks every single day. There's so much value in that and we don't give it enough value. Um, and I have always been somebody who really likes lifting weights. Uh, I don't do CrossFit as much anymore. It's a little bit too stressful on my body. He is a big CrossFit person. He has the CrossFit gym, Uh, He loves it and believes in it. And um, I did at one point, but I think that as you go throughout life, you just need to do what's best for you. So we do mention CrossFit in this episode, but I want you to know that you can still just lift weights. Uh, You don't have to do them um, in a crazy intense fashion all the time. I know for a lot of women and like for me, it wasn't right for me to do it in that way for many years. Um, And now I'm incorporating a little bit more of that sprint work, that heavy, intense, intense stuff. (laughs) Um, But I just want you to know that if you're intimidated of strength training, and this is something we cover in the episode, but if you're intimidated and you're a woman who thinks she's going to get bulky or you just don't know where to begin, because like, seriously, where do you begin? Especially if you go to a gym and there's tons of free weights. That's what we cover in this episode, where you could even just start by using your own body. We cover how to start with strength training, how to stay committed, and nutrition for strength training, and what Chris tells his clients about what to eat. He is somebody who really values good nutrition. He knows, like so many of us, that that's really the basis. Like, if you're not eating well, then, you know, exercising isn't really going to do much. It will, but like you can go so much further if you eat well at the same time. So that's really what we focus on is kind of strength training 101, how to stay committed to that practice and the nutrition for it. So if that's something that you're interested in, and even if you're not, just listen to this episode. It's really good. And definitely reach out to Chris on Instagram if you would like to work with him. I know he is taking remote clients right now. He does strength programming and nutrition recommendations. So reach out to him. I'll put his info in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy and let us know what you think. So thanks again for being on the show, Chris. Thanks for having me again. It's been about six months since we last recorded, which... feels like yesterday. I know it feels like yesterday. Time flies. A lot has changed since then. We've both gotten engaged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, adulting. Adulting. When did you get engaged? Her birthday, December 7th. Oh, wow. It's been a while then. Yeah. And how did you propose? Oh, man. I planned it out. I had her kids uh, FaceTime together, so surprise her for her birthday. So I masked it as a birthday. 
Okay. Like birthday present, all these things. And then I had written a poem on, was it a poem? Yeah, it was a poem. Um, on Instagram, on social media. Okay. And I didn't post it until, you know, obviously we gave her some presents. And I said, hey, I wanted you to read this post and whatever. And then at the end it was, you know, the whole, will you marry me? And then her kids were there and they saw it. And oh my God. It was funny because her daughters and her were just like crying. And then her son and me were looking at each other just kind of like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. He's like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, eh. All right. This so, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. We were, right before we recorded, we were just talking about like weddings and how Keep it simple. How we don't want a big wedding and how I'm going through like family influence and stuff. So we'll see what we what we end up doing. But um, you have been such a big influence to me over the years when it comes to like strength training, mindset, and nutrition. Um, I probably started going to CrossFit to the CrossFit threshold. I don't know, maybe four years ago, Yeah, but like on and off throughout the years, um, always still continuing to move. But, um, last podcast that we did, so you're my first repeat guest also, (laughs) um, we really focused on the mindset because Mm -hmm. you've always had this like super strong mindset of like doing it no matter what, like thinking that motivation is bullshit that like, you have kind of like a commit, not kind of, but like you do have this commitment to yourself mm-hmm. that no matter what you eat well, you work out. I mean, it's not perfect, but that mindset to me, even when I work with people, when I talk to people is the most important thing. Yeah. It, it boils down to just, you know, being happy with yourself, being alone in a room. You yeah. Know, I always use that concept and I say, look, if you're sitting in a room and you're just miserable, because you don't feel great, you don't like the way you look, you want to change something, that's where it starts. And then that is projected onto everyone you talk to, mm. you know? So, you know, I tell a lot of people, you can't control certain things in your life. The one thing you can control is how you move and what you do for exercise and how you eat. And you could eliminate a lot of added stress on your life by doing those things. And then you could, you know, focus on what's, you know, other important things, you know? Exactly. Um, so for me, it's, it's, there are tons of days where I don't want to work out and I feel unmotivated, but then I think I'm going to be even more miserable if I don't do something. So just, I always tell myself, just keep moving. That's your mantra. Yeah. My mantra, keep moving. How is, how important is that for people to have something like that? Mantras are the biggest thing. I think they, it seems a little hokey in the beginning, you know, and it doesn't need to be something you need to physically say out loud. Mm-hmm. Some people do, yeah, you know, but it needs to be just short, concise, positive, uh, because, you know, as soon as you have that negative self-talk. Which is prevalent a lot of the time. Like, oh, yeah. you still go through it, oh, right? Yeah. I'm, you know, my <laughs> nickname as a kid was Chris the Crank. I, I, yeah. I am... You're, you know, I'm a moody and I uh-huh. have these, these, these uh, character traits and, and, and it, I could, you know, give into that and just be negative all the time and yeah. glass half empty type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's like anything else. You just need to practice and, and reinforce these, um, tools and then they become like anything else. It mm-hmm. just becomes a, a part of your life. And, uh, I think too often people don't, um, they don't take the time to make real habits and habits aren't going to happen if you just do it once. 
Yeah. Well, I think that's the general mindset is like, this is just going to be something like, how long do I have to do this before I can just get back to what I was doing before? People always think of it as a short time. Like I'm going to do this for 30 days. And after that, like we talked about this, then I'm good and I'm going to be able to live my life and never have to think about this ever again. Yeah. And it's it's, no, you need to, (laughs) you need to change your lifestyle so that you can accommodate, you know, certain things, but more importantly, you know, get to where you want to be, you know, And, and I think that it's the easy way out is just to eat like crap and kind of let, you know, your future self deal with that and not Mm. really take responsibility for your health. Yeah. Um, And again, a lot of people have preexisting conditions and and have a a bigger hurdle to overcome. But, you know, I think that uh, we all have setbacks and I, I think it's important to just not focus on, and this goes back to the positive mind. I mean, you could focus on where you once were. Mm-hmm. I was a Division One college athlete, and now I'm a couch potato, and I can't, you know, go up the stairs without, you know, losing my breath. I say, look, we're all somewhere. We all start somewhere. We all, you know, have setbacks, but just try to enjoy the process, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that for me, you know, even with training. There are some days where I, I redo a workout and I think, wow, my, that's not even close to what I did five years ago. Yeah. But I think, all right, I'm not going to get down about it. You know, I now I need to maybe just focus on this and just enjoy that process. And then once I'm there, then it's like, okay, let's find another task and complete that and just kind of keep chipping away. Exactly. So. Yeah. And, and I think people need to realize too, that it can actually be enjoyable. Like once you go from, I think it, there's a couple of things here. Like when it goes from being like a demand mm-hmm. versus just a choice that you make yeah. every day. Like maybe you have some clients that don't want to do it because it's like, they're thinking in the back of their head, God, I got to do this. It's so annoying. It's this like super annoying external demand versus like, no, I have a choice every day. Yeah. There are a lot of people that start out like that and they yes. say, you know, this is really challenging. This is a chore. I don't want to do this. Um, for the most part, I see more cases where once they get into a routine, mm-hmm. then we go down the other avenue of now I feel guilty when I don't do this. Yes. Or then, you know, I have some people that overtrain. Yeah. You know, they, now they, they're just doing it too much. Yeah. And, and I try to tell them, look, as long as your nutrition is on point, you're, you know, we're on a routine. Um, you don't need to kill yourself so much in the gym, you know, just make that a part of your life. Don't let it take over your life. You exactly. Know? And again, I'm, uh, guilty of overtraining and, and yeah, you do really intense workouts yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes I, I look at some of the stuff I do during the week and I just think, oh, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, and then I think, okay, what else could I have done with that hour? Yeah. <laughs> because I already worked out earlier in the morning. Like, well, I could be productive doing something else. So I, I think also using your fitness that you develop um, you want to be able to use that in life. So learning to play new sports, that's a big thing with CrossFit is, is we want to afford you the physical abilities to do what you want. If you want to go climb Machu Picchu, you want to go, uh, windsurfing, you want to bike ride, you want to go swimming, whatever it is, play tennis. This is going to allow you to do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's supposed to be a, a supplement to life. You know, it shouldn't, Again, some people use CrossFit as their sport, and that's that avenue of you know the sport of fitness, and it's turned into its own thing. But for the most of us, we're not going to the CrossFit Games. 
uh, that's not our goal. And nowadays, you have to be basically professional athlete training 24-7, 365 throughout the year to even be competitive. So I was competitive back in 2008, 2009 when no one was crazy strong and CrossFit favored more bodyweight athletes that were better at those types of movements. Uh, so competition was fun. You know? yeah. But then everyone gets super strong. Yeah. And then I'm not competitive and then it just wasn't any fun. And you need to find fun in what you're doing. You know? Exactly. Um, and I'm telling you, even the, the professional CrossFit athletes that do it now, I'm telling you, they don't enjoy their training all every day oh, because no. they're constantly working on things that they don't like doing. Yeah. So for me, I just tell people, look, you know, I train now so I can enjoy exercise because once you develop a hate relationship with that, where it's like pulling teeth, yeah, then there's well, no it's never sustainable. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for me, like I know that I am like sometimes I'll wake up and I'm like devil woman, you know, <laughs> and then like. I'll work out and it's like, it's okay. I know like once I get through my workout, no matter what I do every single day, it's like, I've never regretted it. Absolutely. But I, like you said, I'll have those days where it's like, it hardly ever happens anymore because I will always force myself to do something unless mm-hmm. I like, I'm super sick or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll be like, Oh, whatever. I'll just give myself this day off. I won't go on my walk. I won't lift today. And then I just feel like shit for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, I tell, you know, if that's part of that mantra that I keep saying to myself mm-hmm. is keep moving. So if I go in the gym and I'm really tired and I know I only have a certain amount of time throughout the day to work out, I just say, keep moving. Just start something. Get on a bike. Just start pedaling. Yeah. And then think of a workout, yeah. you know, as like during your warm up. And then that's basically how most of my workouts end up happening. I just either run, bike, or row think of some type of combination of movements I want to do and then I'll just do it. And then before you know it, I'm done. And like you said, there's never been one day where that has happened. And I think, Oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Never. Horrible idea. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it's just, it's, um, I think it's easy for a lot of people to look at people that are regimented with fitness and nutrition and think, oh man, it comes easy to them and whatnot. And it's, it's like, no, it's, 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 it's just it's as tough. hard. It's yeah. all relative. And look, it's, it's making priorities, you know? And, uh, I work with clients remotely and some of them even say like, I just don't have time to work out. And I said, I programmed you a workout that takes you 20 minutes. Yeah. 20 minutes. Yep. You have 20 minutes. You're probably on Facebook exactly. or, <laughs> Yeah. It's Um, just a matter like, how does it feel to say like, it's not a priority versus I don't have time. Yeah. Like that's the truth sometimes. And the thing is, is I think more so than not, people just need, you know, they need someone to hold them accountable. You know, fortunately I, I don't need that. I just do it and I'm, I'm, I've just trained myself to just train by myself and train solo and some days are better than others, but I get it done and it's fine. But for a lot of people, if you're not on top of them or keeping tabs or keeping communication open, you know, if I don't hear from someone, then I think, all right, they're off in the corner eating brownies or something yeah, and not exercising. Exactly. And that's typically what happens when I yeah. talk to them. They said, Oh, I've had a bad couple of days. I said, yeah, I haven't heard from you. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I, I was supposed to send you pictures of my food and I didn't because I said, because you were off on the deep end. Yeah. And then I tell them, all right, water under the bridge. Don't dwell on it. It's done. Mm-hmm. All right. Our 
goal now is just to not let that keep going. You know? Exactly. Um, well, and I think that's a normal part of the journey. It's unrealistic yes. to think we're going to be perfect and just totally. eat like salad and chicken forever. Like exactly. there's going to be weddings, there's going to be birthdays. So it's like, what really matters is that, okay. And that's part of life too, is enjoying these foods with other people. It's a really nice thing to do sometimes. But what matters is like, how am I going to deal with this? Am I going to let myself spiral yeah. or am I just going to view it as like part of life and just get right back on? If yeah. you have one like meal where you just eat like a jerk and then you get right back on, like that one meal is not going to make yeah. a big and difference. I think the problem that people have that don't have healthy routines or that they, they never get to the point where they can feel the effects of either yeah. consistent exercise or eating healthy. Yeah. So as soon as someone, you know, realizes, wow, I shouldn't be falling asleep at two in the afternoon or, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I just feel like I have more energy and I'm sleeping better and, you know, I have aches and pains that aren't there anymore. You know, until they have that light bulb aha moment. You know, they'll exercise and say, oh, I did that and it didn't work. Yeah. You know, and too often people want results now and yep. that's kind of our society and, and it's just kind of like nutrition. I tell people, like, you've been eating this way for 30 plus years and you think you're going to make a change in 30 days? Yeah, come on. It yeah, it takes, yes, like that, yeah. you know, so it's the hard truths that you have yeah. to have with these people. Um, and look, we all started somewhere too. You yeah. know, I, what, you know, didn't, I don't look or didn't look the way I do now back when I was doing what I thought was the best. Exactly. It was carb loading and marathon running and, yep. and all these things. And I look at pictures and I think, oh my gosh, like I don't look good at all. Like, yeah. I look kind of unhealthy. And you were probably putting in a shit ton of effort. Tons. You know? You know? And, and it was always confusing me. I said, I train so much. Why don't I look the way I want to look? Yeah. And that boils down to, again, lack of education, lack of knowledge. And just reading muscle fitness magazines, you know, so yeah. then it's just misguided. It's, you know, as a whole, I oh, think yeah. it's, just, it's oh, yeah. misguided. The industry. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and I tell a lot of people just because these guys on these and women look great on these magazines, it doesn't make them healthy. And exactly. look, if you're a bodybuilder and that's your, your livelihood and you're making money off of that, you need to do that. You need to isolate your muscles. You need to do that type of training, which is again, even more stringent than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Because when they're in season, their diet, their training, it's, Oh, it's horrible. They're yeah. like not even eating salt no, or yeah. fat, you know? So, but at the end of the day, they look great. But then have you ever seen, you know, a bodybuilder in their off season? It's these huge fluctuations. Yeah. So then I, I realized, look, I don't want, I want to look a certain way all the time. How do I do that? Yes. And again, I tell everyone 99.9% .9 of aesthetic changes happen with what you eat not so much what you do for exercise so let's talk about that because yeah. this is i really wanted this podcast to focus on like practical things that we can do to feel great that can translate into maybe looking a certain way yeah. you know because the last podcast that we did like i said focused on mindset we're talking about it a little bit now because we can never not talk about it it's so important but there's so much overwhelming information out there when it comes to strength training, when it comes to exercise in general, and when it comes to nutrition, and, um, and especially nutrition like for athletics. It's different than like if you're sedentary, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll dive into different things, but I really want you to talk about what people can do because not everybody 
cares about being super lean mm-hmm. year round all the time because there's also an I know a lot of my audience is like in the intuitive eating world, the body positive world where it's like I don't 100% agree with because I feel like there's this like lackadaisical attitude towards mm-hmm. taking care of yourself even though there's like this body love and this body acceptance some of us still want to look a certain way and I think that that's okay like as long as that desire is coming from you Mm-hmm. And not like you thinking like, oh, I need to look this way to, to meet a certain, happy, to be happy, yeah, to yeah, meet yeah. a societal yeah, standard. Yeah. No, I just want to look good and yeah. I want to feel good. Yeah. So let's talk about, we know that strength training brings those sorts of results. Yeah, strength training for sure. And I think that, you know, for a lot of women, strength training is, is scary because it's that whole idea that, oh, if I pick up this weight and lift it, I'm going to look like a dude. And I'm like, do you know how much you need to eat and how hard yes, you need to work people, to do that? I tell all the women this. I say, ask any guy trying to build a bicep yeah. or get bigger pecs. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't happen just because. Yes. And, and again, it's going back to, there are some women I've met that literally say, no, 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 I'm different. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do some squats and my legs are going to get ginormous. Yes. Yes. I'm like. The, that's exercise physiology. Just ana- it, it doesn't. That's yeah. not how that works. You know, yeah. it's like that Geico commercial. Like, yeah. That's not how that works. That's yeah. not how any of this works. Yeah. Um, so why is strength training king when it comes to body change, aesthetic change? Why is it so important? Well, it's going back to building lean muscle mass. You know, because if you're just running and doing cardio, what, what would we characterize as cardio? Uh, running, uh, long bike rides, uh, or swimming. Like that's think of like a triathlon. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about like, you know, I see those like weight circuits happening with people with like three pound weights and stuff, like doing some body weight movements. Would that be considered cardio too? Um, no, like if you're doing like pushups and stuff like that, Uh I I would consider that strength training, you know, because look, gymnasts are, have the, the nicest physiques in the world and they don't lift weights. Yeah, they it's all body weight. They just do all body weight stuff. Yeah. Granted, they're on another level and they're yes, doing crazy yes. stuff. But um, strength training, I think, expresses more just based on what you're doing. You know, it's 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 different systems. It's more that um, glycolytic pathway, which we don't want that aerobic. Uh, oh, most of us, look, cardio is easy to, to uh, or increasing your cardio um, stamina and endurance happens a lot faster because all you do is just be consistent. Like yeah. if I just... Get some cardio in a mile here. I mean, you're gonna build that cardio respiratory endurance better and faster. But with strength training, I think what's more challenging is now we're looking at again. It doesn't have to be a barbell. It doesn't need to be deadlifts in the beginning. You can do air squats. You can do push-ups. You can do sit-ups. You can try to work on pull-ups. Um, all these things. Again, I think that there's a bigger uh, tax on your central nervous system. And again, we're talking about switching things up. You know, so too often I think people don't understand the idea of cardio. Like if you run a mile, you walk a mile, you burn the exact same number of calories. Mm -hmm. So the thing is with CrossFit, you go into this idea of EPOC and EPOC is calories burned post-workout and that's purely dependent on your intensity level. So if we looked at that running analogy, if you walk a mile, you're going to be recover in five minutes. Unless Mm -hmm. you're severely deconditioned, it's not going to really do too much on you. Now, if you sprint that mile that's going to hurt, you know? Yeah. And then not only that, but that's going to hurt the next day and yeah. the day after that. So people always ask, well, how many calories do you burn in a CrossFit workout? I said, well, that's hard to calculate because you're, it's post-workout as well. So if you push yourself, which is that intensity factor, again, doing things safely, 
that's why CrossFit has expressed so much change in people's lives aesthetically because now we're testing all sorts of different systems. Mm-hmm. Now, more importantly, let's look at marathon runners that just or just not just people that do endurance races only. Look, just like anything else, if you do one push-up on your first day, it's really challenging. If you do one push-up every day for 30 days, the 30th day, that one push-up is really not going to express too much change. Yeah. It's going to be easy. You're not going to be taxing your system as much because you're going to be able to do it. Therefore, maybe that first push-up, you were burning some calories there because you were really trying. 30th day, it's really nothing. So the people that run these races, and I've run marathons, what do I see? I see a lot of overweight people running. They're running faster than me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Just because they're very good at running. Yeah. But they're still eating a carbohydrate-dense diet because that's what they've been told, that you need to carb load. Mm-hmm. And that's another topic in and of itself. In we'll get into nutrition. Yeah. Later. But um, with strength training, I think that I've noticed more changes for me in like my midsection, for example, doing lifting that requires like like a back squat or a front squat, um, deadlifting, things that force Compound you Compound lifts, yes, right? Complex yeah. multi-joint movements um, express the most change because more importantly, you're, it's a natural movement to life. Mm. So that's what drew me to CrossFit is that they were trying to train you as if you, you know, as if this is how your body works in the real world. So let's train movements that will support life and a better life than sitting here and doing bicep curls. Mm -hmm. Again, there's a place and time for bicep curls, but for the majority of us, uh, drinking your cup of coffee is pretty much the only curl you're going to do in the day. And that that coffee doesn't weigh 20, 30, 50 pounds. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather you be able to pick up something off the ground, put something on a shelf, uh, run away from danger, jump over something, lift you know, yourself lift up, lift yourself over up. Something. If you're hanging off the ledge of a building, if you can't yeah. do a pull up, your life is over. That yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and look, I spent many years doing just bodybuilding type of exercising. So let's then, let's distinguish the difference between like not necessarily just CrossFit, mm-hmm. but like the mode of intensity that CrossFit has versus like a bodybuilding plan. Yeah. So bodybuilding is going to be. Again, sets and reps and rest periods, and we're talking about hypertrophy training and, and very long workouts in the sense Super of the, long. the time that you're in the gym because... Like an hour and a half. Usually. Oh, easily. Yeah. easily. Um, but the thing is that's purely just muscular, like you're building muscular endurance and, and strength. With CrossFit, now you're getting into metabolic conditioning, elevated heart rates while doing these movements. So there's a, a huge... And again, the intensity factor... I tell a lot of people in CrossFit, that's what scares a lot of people. But mm-hmm. if you're at a good gym, a good coach, and you're in a, 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 a facility that has experience, that intensity factor really shouldn't be even on the table for a newbie until you've proficiently shown over time that you can move correctly and you have a good squat and you have biomechanics are there um, because... Look, you go 100 miles per hour and your form sucks, you're going to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. And look, injuries happen in bodybuilding. They happen in CrossFit. They happen in any sport, any activity you could want to do. Um, so I think with um, the difference with like strength training, you're going to see that in all facets of fitness. So you can see strength training, you're going to obviously in, in bodybuilding style workouts, mm-hmm. you're going to see strength training in CrossFit, but doing more. You know, instead of isolating muscles, we're purely doing powerlifting, which is like a back squat, deadlift, and, and bench. Um, and then Olympic weightlifting, which is going to be the clean jerk or the snatch. Mm-hmm. And then after that, 
everything else, yeah. you know, under the sun. Yeah. Um, so I think um, in terms of strength training for people that want to get started, you know, CrossFit is a good place to start if done correctly because it piques your interest. You don't get bored. You're, you know, it's not a sea of equipment. Um, There's no machines. No machines. And more importantly, it's the, I think going back to the culture aspect of CrossFit and the community, uh, it's way more supportive than a Globo gym. You know, yeah, so like yeah. I recently went to a Globo gym uh, for the first time in almost 10 years. Mm. I forgot. Yeah, it's crazy. What it's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was kind of upsetting. Yeah. I, I, I just, guys walking around in string t-shirts and staring at each other. And yeah. I just thought, okay, well, well, are we here to look at each other? Are we here to extra exercise? Work. Like, and there's usually sure. no mirrors in CrossFit gyms either. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, because people say, well, I want to do this deadlift probably I want to look in the mirror. I said, well, if you're you in the woods and you need to deadlift a yeah. rock... Well, you can say, I don't have my mirror. I can't deadlift yeah. my rock, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, it's like people say, oh, I ran yesterday. I can't run today. I said, so if someone's trying to steal your purse and you're going to tell them, well, I ran yesterday, so I can't run from yeah. you today, so just take my purse. Yeah. It's like, look, life is going to maybe ask you and demand that you do something, same body part, two days in a row. Exactly. You know, but that's life. Yeah. You know, so... Um, do you think it's more effective to do those faster workouts... Like taking CrossFit out of it, just yeah. those workouts with intensity versus just straight up lifting. 100%. You know, so the big thing is if it's not CrossFit, you're going to see HIIT, high yes. intensity training, yes. circuit training, yeah. all this stuff. Anyone that's in the fitness industry, I don't care if you're a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness, there is more bang for your buck doing a high intensity, shorter workout than sitting in the gym doing bicep curls. Because... It's Even long. if we're doing like deadlifts in sets, you know what I mean? Well, you could do that, but then the thing is, okay, you're just doing deadlifts. Like the great thing is, is that with, with a high intensity workout where you could do compound, well, the deadlift is a compound movement, mm-hmm. but adding that in with other things and doing like a circuit of a myriad of different things, mm-hmm. it's like anything else. Like you can spend time just doing deadlifting and then just doing abs and then compartmentalizing things. And then before you know it, you're in the gym for a long time and you know, we don't have that time. Yeah. Or you could do a high intensity relative to your ability level. Like it, um, yeah, that's what it, like, it's just relative to how you're going to push yourself exactly, exactly. to your own scale to one to yes. 10. And that's the thing. I think some people, it goes back to that idea of intensity where everyone thinks that in a CrossFit gym or any gym that does circuit training, that the intensity is uh, determined and controlled by the coach or the trainer. Yeah. That's not the case. I mean, if you're, I mean, they're pushing you and motivating you. If you're a drill sergeant, then sure, Mm -hmm. but we're not drill sergeants, you know? And for me, as a a coach and a trainer, I just want to make sure that these people are moving safely. And then, only then will I say, all right, let's try to do this a little faster. All right, let's pick up the pace or or things like that. But until that happens, I'm not going to tell these people to go fast. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, for anyone just starting out, it's going back to the basics. Learn how to properly squat. Learn how to properly do a push-up. Do Which know, is hard. Super like, hard. It's like it really took me a long super time hard. to do one. Look, and because of social media, I see people post things that I don't know where oh, they yeah. got it from. Oh, yeah. Uh, who taught you them You could it? get into a black hole in Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> with, like, I, there are so many stuff. times where I stop myself from making a comment on someone's thing. And I said, no, it's not. Look, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Um, they're moving. You know, maybe not safely, but... 
you know, at least they're, at they're least moving, they're moving and hopefully they don't get hurt, but, uh, you know, someone needs to say something, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think that, um, going back to just starting, I know that it's overwhelming in terms of... Yeah, because where do people start? Let's say they don't... Um... And this can kind of get into like how we can design our own workouts because like that's what you do for yourself and like you maintain yourself like in a way that I know that, you know, is appealing. Yeah. Um, So So how can people even begin if they don't know? So I would like focus on four movements. We're talking about a pull-up, push-up, sit-up, squat. Um, Figure out a, you know. So it's okay to start with body weight. 100%. 100%. Okay. I wouldn't even touch a weight. And okay. Because we I think people see barbells and they're like, yes. whoa. No, like, no, 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 no. I don't want to. So you've built like some just body weight strength, which is really, I tell people true, a true test of strength in the beginning. Once you have gotten a proficiency in moving your body weight, whether it be jumping, you know, doing step ups or pulling yourself over something or pushing yourself off the ground um, or even doing sit ups. Some people just have so much, cha- have such a, a challenge just doing a sit up. Until you do those, and again, start with modifications. Start with progressions. If you can't do a push-up with your feet and your hands just in a normal push-up position, go to your knees. Do knee push-ups. Um, if you can't squat below parallel, find a chair. Sit down, stand up. You mm-hmm. know, Start there rather than trying to force a range of motion that you're not comfortable with and you can't maintain good form. Mm-hmm. And then only then stick to those. And I, I don't like using the word modify because some people think that's a demotion. But just find a scaled version of yeah. that. So because at the end of the day, you know, if you want to keep the intensity up, we need to maintain form. So I'd rather people not squat below parallel if they can't and keep intensity a little higher. Or if they can squat below parallel, you know what? Maybe the intensity is going to drop a little because it's going to be a little more challenging. But then we're working different systems. So again, every day is going to be a little different. But in the beginning, start with those four movements. If you can't do a pull-up. Find a set of TRXs or rings, which you can buy. You can set up at your in your home, anywhere. Wrap it around a tree and do ring rows if you can't do a yeah. pull-up, you know? Um, and then the combinations of those things, you know, I say, you know, if you can find basic equipment, if you can find uh, like a box or something to step up on, a jump rope, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe a set of rings, pretty much you're good to go, you know? Yeah. And I think when it comes to programming... You know, I like to just because, think, let me stop you yeah. for a second because like we're used to like, okay, chest day, yes. you know, uh, you know, bicep day yes. or yes. hamstring or quad. Like, and that's going back to the idea of muscle iso- isolation, which didn't become popular until Arnold Schwarzenegger became famous mm-hmm. again before him, you know, it's going back to that idea that, oh no, I already, you did chest. I can't do chest tomorrow. I'm like, well, no, that's not how that works. Like. I mean, depending on what you're... Again, if you're a bodybuilder, then yeah, you need to isolate your muscles and do those things. But Michael Phelps doesn't go to his coach and say, Coach, we swam yesterday. We're swimming again today. It's the same body part. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. So, again, he's a specialist, but trickling down to us, which is just general population, you know, isolating your muscles, I feel like if you think about it, if you're isolating your muscles, that's going to take you way longer to get through your entire body in a week than doing a compound comp or multi-joint movement, mm-hmm. which you're going to hit all those muscles anyway, you know? Um, but more importantly, it's going back to understanding that these multi-joint movements are mimicking things that you do in life. They're functional. They're functional. 
So that idea of functional training, mm-hmm. and it's a buzzword. It's a buzzword for a reason and, and high intensity training and circuit yeah, training yeah. and hit and all this stuff. It's all the same stuff, you know? Um, look, I think nowadays there's a, a huge rise of gyms and this is another discussion uh, in and of itself, but that are gyms that are doing CrossFit, they just don't want to affiliate, you know? Yeah. So they market it as something else. Mm-hmm. But look, the, the bare bones of it is what that is. It's high, in, if you want to call it high intensity circuit training, using multi-joint movements, high intensity, doing more work in a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming popular because the results are there. It yeah. works. Yeah. So we always talk about this idea of the proof is in the pudding. It's, Look, I look the way I do based on what I do. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and you don't spend... How much time do you spend working out? So it depends on the day. Like yesterday, I did a workout. took me six minutes. I was a fitness for today. That was it. Okay. You know? But like in that... Yes. In that time, you're pushing yourself yeah. to your yeah. max. So it was yeah. a simple workout. It's called Elizabeth. It's 2159. Um, I did the power clean version. So you do 21 power cleans, 21 ring dips, 15, 15, 9, 9. Took me, you know, under six minutes or so, mm-hmm. um, which is not my fastest time, but still hurt. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. But then today I did like some uh, airdyne biking with some GSG sit-ups. I did 10 rounds of that. Usually well, I'll do a 10 rounder or something. And that might've taken me 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. So, but it's never like really more than an hour. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. Unless I'm... Feeling crazy. I yeah. Know, just say, I'm do <laughs> Which double. you do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to do double Murph and that's going to be amazing. And, yeah. And then, yeah, that's like two hours later. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the beginning, that's all you really need. It's it's just, even if you want to break it up into like, let's just say a bodybuilding style program, you say you have your push-up, pull-up, sit-up, squat. Say you're going to do, you know, five rounds or five sets of 10 reps of each. Mm-hmm. You don't even start a clock. Focus on quality of movement. So you, you know, you could do 10 ring rows, 10 knee push-ups, 10 sit-ups, 10 squats, and do that five times. And look, for a lot of people, that's going to be challenging. Yeah. And that's where you start, you know? And then, the, but that's what's great about CrossFit is that we're trying to time your efforts. Again, in the beginning, it stresses a lot of people out. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Then it's like, ah, oh, I just got to get this stuff done. I don't care what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's like, no. And you, people need to understand that the clock is there just as a measure. So... Focus on form. Don't go fast if your form's not there. Time it anyway. Say it takes you 10 minutes. Great. You're going to repeat that in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Same workout. Nothing changes. And now you've done it in eight minutes. Now you have data. You can say, hey, I've just done the same amount of work, but I did it faster. So what's that telling me? A, I'm getting more fit. And B, I'm increasing my intensity, which is going to lead to more calories burned. And then it's just a a happy cycle. cycle. Yeah. Um, and that's all you really need. You don't yeah. need a big gym. You don't, I mean, again, even programming can be, you know, cumbersome or intimidating. So again, I, you can find a coach, you know, someone yeah. that just does programming. You don't need to even do personal training and it's not yeah. going to cost as much, mm-hmm. um, just to have someone program you some workouts. But the issue there is, is that are you going to be motivated enough to work out at all? To do it. Yeah. And that's like, you really know, have to know what type of personality yeah. you are. Like, and I've worked with people remotely and some are successful with it and some just it's every day. It's an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only issue is with remote coaching and online coaching is that I'm not there. Yeah. You know? If I was physically there, we we're meeting up and doing a workout. Yeah, it's totally then different. Then it's way different. Yeah. But when you're in the comfort of your own home, 
we all understand that that, that inner voice says, ah, just don't do it. Exactly. It's I'm so tired. easy. Yeah. So, so easy. easy to not do it. Yeah. Uh, but it's I tough. think those situations, I try to reinforce those feelings on people. Mm-hmm. So I said, remember what that felt like. It was easy to give in, but now you realize you didn't work out at all this week. So we can continue this pattern or, yeah, it's like, you know, let's get crazy, dress up anew. Yeah. Why don't you actually do a workout? Yeah. See how you feel. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. Like, who cares? You yeah. know, nothing to lose. Exactly. And always they're like, wow, that was tough, but I feel way better that I did it. Yeah. So, but again, making habits for all of us is yeah. hard, you know. What about people that, let's say they've been doing something like that before. Let's say they've been doing... Um, some push-ups, some squats, a little bit of strength training, but they feel like they're not getting stronger and they feel like their body isn't changing. So I would say that's going to be nutrition. Okay. Um, for me, my aesthetics change the moment I change what I eat. Okay. Um, but let's in- talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about nutrition for specifically not, I don't want to say aesthetics, but nutrition, let's say that you just want to feel better, you want to look a little better, and somebody's eating like shit right now. Yeah. So I would say in the beginning, you need to focus on, we need to clean up the quality of your food. Okay. So when I work with people in nutrition, we kind of go a few routes. We'll go either like a paleo, mm-hmm. where it's just you know natural foods, nothing processed, cutting out a lot of the refined sugars and carbohydrates. Um, sometimes I'll do zone, which is going back to just weighing and measuring, but keeping a paleo approach of the quality of whole foods. Yes. Whole foods. foods. Um, and then there's obviously the now big thing is the ketogenic diet, Mm -hmm. which I personally do just because it works better with my lifestyle. And you've always kind of done that, right? You went through like a little period where you were eating carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Which after a year, I just felt like crap. And I just realized I, for me, my system does not work well off of a high carbohydrate and that's like super empowering because then you can know like yes. i don't care what's going on out there this is but what it, works for me but it goes back to the there is no one size fits all type yes and know. even for your own self absolutely you know? you know and so i think with the keto i thought i was doing keto and then for me i was just like oh, i'm getting protein i'm getting some fat and whatever but when i if you're not measuring things in, in the beginning it's just guessing you're just guessing yeah. so going back to people that want to make changes look i would say in the beginning it really does help to find someone, or even you can do research yourself, but just trying to calculate what your macronutrient intake might look like. Um, I think that's super important. I know it's a pain in the butt. It is. But if someone's, if that's too intimidating and they're eating like crap, right off the bat, I just say, all right, we just need to focus, like I said, paleo. Just mm-hmm. quality of food. Try to get three square meals a day that have, you know, you're gonna have to discuss what a protein is, what a carb, what a fat is, mm-hmm. and then design your plate. You know, look at your plate. Is there a source of protein? Yes. Is there carbohydrates? Healthy in terms of fruits or vegetables? Yes. Are there some healthy fats along with this meal? Balanced meal. You don't need to worry about portions. You don't need to worry about any of that. Mm -hmm. Because for the most part, people that eat like crap, that's all foreign to them, you know? So getting someone to just eat paleo for three or four weeks, A, they're going to lose weight like a champ. Mm -hmm. Um, But B, they're going to notice the actual effects of running off of clean fuel. Yes. So if you you piss in your gas tank, your car is not going to run. And too often people think, oh, I'm putting premium fuel in my, my engine. And I'm like, no, you're putting crap. Like yeah. it's running off of crap. Yeah. So I would say the aesthetic changes, you got to clean up the nutrition. Yeah. The exercise is good, but look, you can't outwork a bad diet. It's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Going back to marathon runners, they yeah. train for hours. They run huge mileage each week, but they eat subpar food. So they're just going to look 
like that. Yeah. Um, and then going back to not seeing strength gains, you know what? That doesn't mean you need to just jump in and buy a barbell set and start squatting with a yeah. barbell. I would say, you know, you can find like odd objects. Like I, I like sandbags because they're a little more comfortable. You can get lighter sandbags and just add a little load to your shoulders or even mm -hmm. hug a med ball or yeah. do something where you're still doing the same movement, but you're, you're doing, you're adding a different element to it. Is so, that progressive overload? Like where you're adding weight as you go? Is that something that we need to, um, to keep increasing our weights? Uh... Yes and no. You okay. can develop strength two ways. You can okay. do the typical, like, let's just keep adding weight and then just test ourselves and go to failure or whatever, which can be unsafe. Mm -hmm. um, there's tempo training, which is super great. Oh, so you yeah. can use a sandbag, or just say you have a med ball, and you're hugging it at your chest and you're doing some squats on a chair. Working on tempo, you can work on the eccentric loading or the mo movement down. Mm -hmm. At a slow tempo, you can choose your number. You can go four count down. So by the time you're standing... You count to four, slowly get to the seat or the chair, and by four, you're sitting down, then stand. You can develop strength without loading by doing that the, the slow eccentric loading. So for people that want to get pull-ups, I say, you know, jump up on the pull-up bar, get your chin above the bar, and just let yourself down super slow. Let's see Which how long it takes really you. hard. Really hard. It's really hard to and do And you probably have one or two good efforts yeah. in a set. Yeah. Um, but that's another way to build strength. So people that you know, are intimidated by loading weight or going back to that idea of, I don't want to look like a dude. Mm -hmm. Tempo training is great. You know? Yeah. So, um, you're always going to see with tempo training, if you see it written somewhere, there's always going to be four numbers. The first number is the, uh, the movement down the descent. Okay. The second number is time spent at the bottom of the movement. Mm -hmm. Uh, third number is the ascent or the way up. And then the fourth number is at the top. So if okay. we were looking at like a four zero one one tempo, for a squat, that mm -hmm. would mean you go four count down, so one, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, four, 1,000, zero pause at the bottom, mm -hmm. one second, or one count just to stand, because that takes you about a, a second, mm -hmm. and then a, a one second pause at the top before you go to your next rep. Okay. So that would be a tempo, like four, zero, one, one, four, 10 reps. Mm -hmm. You can express a lot of change and build a lot of strength um, by doing some tempo training, even if, let's just take this, the med ball out of the equation, just doing air squats. Let's just say you've now progressed off the chair. You're squatting below parallel. Your form is good. You know, stance fine. Everything's good. Let's do s tempo air squats. Now you're 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 testing different systems. You're you know doing some 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 of that eccentric loading, which is just slow moving uh, or movement, and you can develop just as much change building strength that way um, than throwing a bar on your back. Yeah. So, but. Again, it's, you know, there's all these tools, but it goes back to that question. Like, are you going to really do this? Yeah, exactly. You know? What's, so what do you like? What's sustainable? What's something that you can picture yourself doing yeah, for yeah. a long time? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back to the nutrition. So you have people, let's say eating real foods, going from like eating typical American diet to eating real foods. What if they're there? They're eating all real foods and they're not seeing change. So I would say then it's always a portion issue. Okay. I think because, look, as Americans, we eat huge portions. Yeah. You know? And I think um, sometimes you, you could be doing paleo, but you're missing out on a, a, a certain macronutrient. So, mm. look, if I just eat protein, yeah, that's Protein is essential, yes, right? 100%. Okay. What if people 
say whatever. I don't want to eat protein. I, I always say, all right, can you go pescatarian and do okay. some seafood? And if but they're like, really against it and uh-huh. they're like a straight vegan, I tell them, all right, just understand that to build muscle and to, uh, if their goal is some strength, tra- strength training, you know, it's just going to be a little more challenging and a bit more cumbersome to find some adequate protein through plants. Um, and they're not always the healthiest. Not always. Like soy, yeah, you know, yeah. is not, is very estrogenic yeah. and it's not good. So, yeah. So I, I tell people, look, I mean, unless you have a real, you know, ethical issue with animals, which I respect, but most people that my experience, most people aren't, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of like, Oh, I'm doing this because I want to try something new. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, there's so many other things you can try. Yes. Let's stick to some protein, but like maybe don't eat bread, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I would say if someone's, it, it's going to be portions. Like I, then that goes back to all right. now we need to just calculate Based on you know your body weight, your goals, your fit, your activity level, like what would a macronutrient breakdown be for your protein, carbs, and fat for an allotment for a day? Mm-hmm. And then look, as soon as you do that, most people realize, wow, I eat way too much. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So because you do need to be in a caloric deficit, you have to be you right. Know? A lot I, of I know, people... I know the whole calories in, calories out. There's so many other factors of sleep yeah. and stress and yeah. hormones yeah. and other things, thyroid issues and whatever. But for the most part. Yeah, you need to be in a deficit. Yeah. You know? And I think uh, the issue is always, I mean, tracking food before was so intimidating and there was no uh, longevity in it and, and success because mm-hmm. it was just annoying. But I tell people now, look, there's no excuse because there are so many apps out there that make it, if you have time to cook, you have time to track. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if... Even if you get Uber Eats mm-hmm. and I take my food from like a container to put it on a plate. Yeah. You can weigh and measure. Yeah. Don't tell me you can't. Yes. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I put my plate on a scale, zero out the scale. I'm about to have some like, I don't know, brisket. Throw it on top of the plate. Boom. I got 250 grams of brisket. Yeah. So to say that, oh, no, I can't weigh and measure. Yeah. I don't want to do that. It's it, I'm just saying, all right, then that, that's purely an excuse. And I think... For some people, they're just not going to do it, you know? And then I'd tell them to like focus on like, okay, have a piece of protein that's like the size Hands of your hand, hand. Yes, yes, you yes, know, yes, yes. mostly veggies, fat controlled, yes. I think, and portioned out because mm-hmm. I think it's easy. Like you told me an example, like somebody ate like a whole thing of cashews. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, you said I could have cashews. I said, well, come on, let's use your head. You yeah. Know? And again, it depends because again... Going into the ketogenic diet, those macros are going to be very different. Yes. Um, but it, it, it really boils down to the person, um, their goals, and, you know, what is going to work best for them. Yeah, know? yeah. So for some people, keto doesn't work, you know. No, for, for me it doesn't, yeah, yeah, at all. For me it works because it introduces a lot of intermittent fasting, which I was already doing. Yeah. Um, it's... I don't have to stress so much about eating because I'm basically storing fat as fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm only eating twice a day. You know, I'll eat three meals a day on the weekends when I can have breakfast. Yeah. But usually, I'm waking up so early for me to eat. I'd have to wake up even earlier. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So for me, I wanted a, a plan that sustained, you know, cognition function and and I was alert and I had energy, but it wasn't 
forcing me to like refuel all the time. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of what the keto diet is, if done correctly. Again, exactly. I see people doing keto diets and they're eating waffles and bread and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah, that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though the box says it's a keto pancake mix, I'm like, no. Yeah. Sorry, that's not it, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but that goes back to tracking macros. Yeah. You, know, you can't really do the ketogenic diet successfully unless you actually track. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be forever. Yeah, it doesn't. What I like about the keto diet is that it's there's more flexibility in it in the sense of cycling in and out of a ketotic state. Mm -hmm. And I tell everyone, you do not want to be in ketosis 24-7. It's not healthy. Yeah. Unless yeah. you are suffering from seizures or you're exactly. going through chemo, yeah. you don't need to. It's mm -hmm. okay once you've gotten your system to a point where you're fat adapted and your body is now recognized fat as fuel, then you know what? If you have a sweet potato, are you going to be in ketosis? No. But the next day, your body's going to revert back to a fat-burning state rather than the carb-burning state. Yeah. And so for me, I like savory foods. It just works better for me. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it, it doesn't work for other people. Yeah. You know? And I think um, that's okay. Yeah, it's you know? totally fine. So uh, for me, you know, going back to your question, I think it's um, you need you need to if you're not going to weigh and measure, you need to like you said, you know. Just look at your plate, you know, fist size protein, you know, if you're doing nuts or fat or whatever, palm of your hand roughly, and then fill the rest of your plate with, uh, with, with non-starchy, non right? Okay. Let's yeah. talk starch and fruit. So I don't do a lot of fruit just because it, it's just too much sugar, mm -hmm. um, too many carbohydrates. What for, do you think uh, of people eating fruit if they have a goal? Uh, unless you're an endurance athlete or something, honestly, fruit was basically seasonal our ancestors and it maybe wasn't even available and i think you can get all those micro uh nutrients in other foods and i would say you know look you know you could get all the the bitter vegetables the kales the arugulas the the you know um stuff like you know broccoli and cauliflower are going to be i think better for you than if you're you know people that eat tomatoes and nightshades those are going to be higher in carbohydrates it's just the mm -hmm. fact um, but for someone that has goals, you know, I don't think you need fruit. Um, if what if somebody really loves it? I think that's more of honestly a sugar addiction because okay. of the natural fructose. Mm -hmm. So someone that has a sweet tooth, you give them a piece of broccoli or a strawberry, they're going to eat the strawberry. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I like fruit too, but for me, again, going back to someone that has goals, I know how I feel and what it does to my body composition if I have fruit like every day. Mm. Look, I'll have juice once in a while, freshly squeezed. I'll have mm. some fruit once in a while, depending on the day. Um, but it's not a staple in my diet. For me, it's primarily a moderate amount of protein, not not just all bacon and crap. Well, yeah, because I think people can go off the deep end too with the protein. Well, yeah, Eating protein all day long. And I tell and... them, look, that turns into sugar. Like if you're well, doing yeah. excess protein, it glucose, 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 glucose. Yeah. yeah, and that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, you know. So I tell a lot of people, even with the modified ketogenic diet, you're doing roughly it's 25% protein. It's not 70%. It's not 60%. It's 25% of your dietary protein. What if it's not? What if we're not doing keto? If you're not doing keto, then it's going back to portion sizes. Yeah, you know, you don't want your plate to just be all protein and then maybe like three Brussels sprouts. Yeah. It should be inverted. You mm -hmm. know? Um, and a healthy diet is going to be, you know, 40% carbohydrates, 30 protein, 30 fat. Mm -hmm. And that's sustainable. And again, if you're not going to weigh measure, like you said, going back to just understanding just fist size, palm size, 
size of your plate, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, but let's just say they started doing that. They've seen some change. And it's just these evolutions. Now it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm doing this. What can I do to like ramp it up? Mm -hmm. And that's what I always hear. What can I do to take it to the next level? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do what you don't want to do. Yeah. Which is kind of weigh, measure, and track for a little bit. Yes. And I think after some time of successfully just maybe being more conscious of portions, they're more, you know, inclined to maybe go towards tracking because that's yeah. essentially what you're doing by measuring your fist in a piece of protein. Exactly. And I always think like coming from, um, a background, like I used to be very overweight, like I had my emotional stuff with food and I know a lot of people deal with that and they like the freedom yeah. that like intuitive eating um, provides them like, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm just going to eat what my body wants and da, 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 da. But then they get to a place I think where they begin to feel like shit for some people. Yes. I think that if you don't have like a really high level of body awareness, you can really know what your body's telling you. You can't no. trust it. Absolutely. If, and I think that's going back to the quality because if yeah. someone's just eating like crap all the time, they don't know what it feels like to feel good yeah. off of clean fuel. Yeah. You know, so, or they're mistaking their sugar cravings for yes. listening to my body, you yes. know? Yeah. 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 And, you know, that's going back to, you know, the topic of emotional eating and, yeah. and you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm an emotional eater. I, I don't eat when I'm stressed. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I have cravings once in a while, but, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part, it was a foreign concept to me and I, I didn't quite understand it completely. Um, but look, I understand the concept of, you know just food and community and family and nostalgia and just warm feelings. And, mm -hmm. and I've experienced that with my family and, and food. So I get that. But yeah. like you said, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. So, and especially you, if you have goals too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing is people always tell me their goals. I'll tell them what they should maybe what they, do. Yeah. And they don't want to do it. Yeah. So, so I said, okay, this is a new point then. This is, this conversation yes. is over then. Because yes. That's like me saying, I want to make a lot of money, but I don't want to work. Yeah. It's like, well, then you're not going to make a lot of money. Exactly. Like, that's not how... <laughs> I keep on saying that. That's not how that works. That not, yes. That's not how this works. You know? Exactly. And, 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 it's okay, and the thing is that it's okay to want to look good. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a taboo to say now. Like, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I, I think it's... That's more societal stuff. You yeah. Know? And I think um, you need to... Yeah, I mean, everyone wants to look good. Yeah, because it's also like if you look good, you feel good. Yes. And it's, you know, and I'm not saying that somebody's looks is their worth at no, all. No, no, you know no, what I mean? No. But I'm just saying it comes from a place of like taking care of yourself. Yes, and I look at it as yourself. a direct reflection of like your self-worth. If you really respect yourself, you know, your body is your temple type of thing, mm -hmm. then you're going to want to take care of it. Yes. You know, and, and look, people fall into pitfalls of nutrition and then they've gained all this weight. And then, then it's that I'm too, I'm past the point of no return. Yeah. I might as well just continue eating like this and this is my life. Yeah. And that's where health coaches and, yes. you know, nutrition practitioner, practitioners come in and that's where you need to you know, have the conversations, you know, because yeah. my older brother, you know, is a, a very smart guy. He's a, he's a physician up at Yale. He teaches up there and he says, look, I'm equipped to have the conversation that goes like this. You need to stop eating like crap and exercise. That's about where it ends. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, cause it's hard. And like yeah. you're saying, 
you were just saying two people want to get to the next level yeah. and they don't want to do it. What would you say specifically does that mean in order to take people like from, you know, from a place that they know that they could be better mm-hmm. um, to then reaching their goals? I, nutrition I, wise. Yeah. Nutrition wise, I would just say, look, if that, if you don't want to do what I'm saying that we, we should be doing, then I go back to just breaking it down even smaller. So I'll say one thing, you know, okay. let's do this, you know, and just focus on that one yeah. task. Yeah. And then once that has happened and you're getting that into a routine, whatever that may be, whether it be, you know, cutting out fruit or trying to get more vegetables mm-hmm. or, you know, people that think, you know, I can eat bacon every day. It's like, yeah. no, let's not do that every day. Mm-hmm. Try to get a different source of protein. Yeah, Let's exactly. Try to get some fish and yeah. some seafood if you can mm-hmm. have it. Um, start there, you know, and there's always avenues. Uh, I think the the responsibility of the health coach or the, the dietitian or the nurse or the nutritional practitioner is, is being creative enough to work with those people because look, yeah. even in CrossFit, I can... The way that it's taught at an L1 cert to teach someone how to move, you necessarily can't apply the wording that they teach you at a cert to general population. So I've learned over the years that, you know what, I'm giving them a cue. Clearly, it's not sinking in. I got to get creative and find another way to do it. Mm -hmm. So as you get better as a coach, you're going to find quicker ways to get people to move properly. You know, so they always go over like the kids cert I took many years ago. And again, it's changed uh, countless times. But one big thing was using animals as uh, a visual. So tell someone to stand like an angry gorilla. Mm. That's a lot easier for them to visualize that than say, you know, keep the weight in your heels, keep your back yeah, flat, yeah. chest up. Yeah. You know, and then they, they, some people don't even know where their hips are. They're not coordinated. They, they like going back to body awareness even for physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just about getting creative and saying, all right, that was too much for them to absorb. Let's just take one little part and do like a triage approach. Mm-hmm. What is one thing they need to change most? And let's just focus on that. And let's wait till that gets easy. Yes. Because I always think like yeah. something I heard someone say one time that I thought was awesome is that easy is earned. Yeah. You know, so like once that becomes easy, then you can change something else. Yes. And then it can get to the place where like the whole thing is easy. Uh, that's going back to uh, the concept of like blurring your comfort margins. Yeah. So too often we stay within our comfort yep. margins. Yeah. And the that's idea a whole is that, topic. yeah, I mean, just blur it. You yeah. Know, anything that's uncomfortable, try to just, it's like anything in life. That's the thing. That's what I love about fitness is that it applies to life. Yeah. So some people don't realize that, but look, you walk into your first day of work that's really scary, mm-hmm. super intimidating, a lot of sink or swim situations. But over time, everyone understands the concept that, you know what, now it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I know how things work. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Now let's find a new challenge or mm-hmm. now give me more responsibility. It's the same thing in yeah. fitness. And even with the food stuff. Yeah, like exactly. For, for people, especially here, like Latin people, mm-hmm. they don't like eating green things, you know? No. <laughs> so it's like to go out of your to comfort zone. tell them no zone. rice or yeah. beans. Yeah, yeah, is, they, is very they, hard. Yeah. Like, Lots no, of arguments like, even, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about people consuming, um, like where in your healthy diet, where does starch come in? I think it, it, it needs to be one of those things where it's a, you test things because that's part of nutrition. I think also because there's no one size fits all, someone might function totally normal with rice in their diet. 
I don't. You know, I just, even though, you know, my, my soon-to-be ex-business partner says that I'm Korean, so I'm, you know, basically uh, predisposed to running off of rice. Mm-hmm. There's a funny joke he always says. He's like, oh, if you just ate rice, you'd PR all your lifts. <laughs> and I do have to give him credit. I did, that did happen. But that, <laughs> I think that's a different reason. That's another thing with me being Asian. But um, I, I think uh, with starchy vegetables, it... I'm talking. We're talking here all potatoes. Yeah, potatoes, squashes, rice, squashes, rice, stuff like that. We're just quinoa. trying to mixing out gluten stuff like yeah, uh, bread, pasta, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it's a matter of maybe just slowly reintroducing it, see how you feel, and then like anyone else, if you're eating healthy, you're looking good, you're performing well, and you have a diet coke every day. Look, I'm not a fan of diet coke, mm-hmm. but. Look, if that's your one thing... Yeah. You got bigger fish to fry than than the Diet Coke. Yeah. So, but it's going back to where are you to where in relation to where you want to be. Yeah. And if you're nowhere where you need to be, then you know what? Diet Coke is probably not a good idea right now. Or a sweet potato might not be a good idea right now. Let's stick to more greens and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I think it's, it's purely dependent on the person. And their goals too. And their goals. You know, so on some days where I know I might be doing like a hero workout or something really long, yeah, I might might have some some rice the night before or, or something like that. But um, for me, I just know I don't I don't feel that great. Yeah, you know? and that's and I, going back to just knowing. Yeah, and I think for most people that's the case too. Like if you're having um, two cups of rice three times a day. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not go along with where you want to be. So I think that we can, like, and this goes along like with what I teach people too, that like we can start with a base of protein and veggies. Yeah. That's like for everybody. Yeah. I think like, because people wake up and they're having like cereal and orange juice mm-hmm. and like skim milk. There's no fat in that. There's no protein. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can start with a base of protein and veggies uh, which for me, if I just ate that, I'm not happy and I kind of don't feel well either. Okay. Like I just, um, feel like I always, like I'm never satisfied. Yeah. So then I need to add the fat in. The fat so is the, it's the, essential. The, oh, 100%. Yeah. And then I do need to have like a, at least some starch in a day. Yeah. Um, but like I'm active, I'm, I'm on my feet most of the day. I work out, I do stuff, but that's like what I've learned works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people can start there. Yeah. You know, is try that base and then see how like, you know, but you'd be surprised how that base alone is already completely off and foreign to oh. what people are doing now. Oh my gosh, completely. You know, so yeah, I think it's, it's, it's about creating just a overall picture. Yeah. Of like that foundation. Mm-hmm. And then like any good foundation, you just build upon it and then, you know, it's going to, you know, withstand the test of time, you know, if that foundation is strong and it's supported by real food and, and balanced nutrition, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I mean, it's going back to the starch. It, it it depends on the person. It really, yeah. Yeah. And that's like genetics. That's like what your environment is like, what your daily life is like. Yeah. Even if you did like blood testing, you know, for the ketogenic diet, I was doing. Super worth it. Yeah. You can see where your glucose or your, you know, ketones are if you're Mm -hmm. doing ketogenic diet, but even your glucose, just see some people, their glucose doesn't change when they have rice. Other people through the roof. Did you read Wired to Eat by Rob Wolf? No. It's his new book. That's his new book. No, I Yeah. So he has a carb test in there where he has people fast all morning and then eat a carb that they're curious about and mm-hmm. then take Yeah, him and his wife did that. Yes. 
and they're very different. And totally he's, different. He's very much like me, where yes, he's super keto. Yeah, yeah. But he's not like he he doesn't feel good off of starchy carbs. Yeah, no, and, no. And no. I said, yeah, I'm. I just realized that about myself. Yeah, and a know? lot of people are like that, yeah. you know. And I think especially for some women, they do need a little bit more starch sometimes. Yes, I think the, unfortunately, even for the ketogenic diet, it works way better for guys just yes. because we don't have other issues. And the on. women hormones and yes, things like that. Yes. Like I tried doing keto. Um, probably like four years ago, okay. I think right when I started at CrossFit. Okay. Um, and I tried it and I was doing CrossFit at the time too. Mm-hmm. And I ended up gaining like 15 pounds yeah. without even increasing my calories oh, just wow. because my body was like, yeah. you need to give me more fuel. You yeah. can't like, yeah. can't do this to me. And back then I was not as educated as I am now yeah. in nutrition. And, and even with keto and CrossFit, there are huge, uh, a lot of people just say, you know, CrossFit and keto sometimes don't work well. Just yes. based on the intensity level, yeah. the volume sometimes, because the, they're short and intense, you do, nowadays people are doing more workouts in a day. Yeah. And it doesn't support that. So yeah. th- they have shown that ketogenic diets are great for like endurance athletes. Yes. You know, because yeah. It's yeah. The way your body burns fuel or whatnot. But for me, most of my CrossFit workouts, they're kind of like endurance workouts anyway. You yeah. Know? And I found that. Like, you know, it just works better for me. And for the first time I saw some aesthetic changes, which mm. at this point, it's harder to see changes for me. Yeah. Um, and again, it's going back to, you know, I think the paleo was so big for me and, and I still believe in it 100% because, you know, it's just clean food. Um, I just felt like with keto for me, it forces me to weigh and measure. And I actually enjoy tracking my food. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like a game. I'm yeah. like, can I meet my protein? Can I stay under my net carbs? Can I, you know, bump up that fat? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like a daily exercise type of thing like that. Yeah. Um, so for me, with paleo, I just wasn't measuring anything. So yeah. I, people used to see my meals I used to post online. I would have like two breakfasts. Yeah, I know. You would, or like two dinners. So yeah. you'd have like two racks of ribs. And and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. get a rack of ribs with some broccoli and then I get some salmon on the side yeah, and some yeah. burgers and then yeah. sweet potato I mean, fries. I've seen you eat a lot. Yeah. yeah but yeah. my I can't even handle that much anymore. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. So well, now from, your body's adapted. Yeah. You know? So, but that's not healthy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. I'd rather know what I'm getting on a daily basis with my macros, making sure that I'm within limits. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, now I, I feel better. Yeah. You know? So the idea of brain fog and, and these things, and I, I just, it, it's better for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. But people can find that through just real food. Exactly. And intuitive eating. Yeah. And stuff like that. That's like so, the next step is the yeah. tracking. I find I do track too. Most of the time I like loosely track and I find that it's easier for me to do it because yeah. if not, I tend to undereat. Okay. Like if, if I'm not really tracking, I'll like go throughout my day and I'll just like eat some stuff here and there, but I do tend to undereat for the most part. Okay. Um, for me, I but that's just me. Yeah. yeah. And most people do, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'll I mean, sometimes I'll have, protein. yeah, some people yeah. like some days I will overeat too, but like, it's just easier for me to know. Um, that I'm getting what I need to be getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do consider myself like super highly, like super highly body aware, mm-hmm. um, and all those things, but tracking 
even though it is a little bit more work, it does make my life easier, you know? Yeah. And I, I do the same thing. I don't track every single meal every yeah. day. Yeah. You know, if I'm home and I'm making my food, I'm like, I'm just going to see what's in, in this meal. Yeah. Uh, see where it, where it hits. Yeah, exactly. And then from there, it's, you know, when I eat out, I never track. Yeah. I'm not going to be that weirdo that carries a food scale, yeah. you know? <laughs> People do that, though. They do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm the type of person that, you know what, if I know I got a, a balanced meal in terms of what my macros I need to be getting mm-hmm. are in the morning, yeah. or that first meal and my dinner, I know if I'm out, if I get, you know, some steak, a salad, broccoli, I'm within my limits. I, yeah. I know I don't need to track that. Yeah, you know? for so, sure. So... Uh, but it's, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's a, an evolution. It's, it's just time. Yeah. You need to just try different things. And, and I think for people that are just starting out, pick one. Yeah. You know, don't, don't go crazy and then mm-hmm. do keto for seven days and then try zone and then do some, you know, Herbalife thing. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minutes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, commit to one thing. Or the fit tea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the body wraps or things like that. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Lemon water detox. Yeah, I know. So if people, what does a good week look like for movement then? Um, I would say... Uh, and let's put in cardio in there too, if you feel like people should do that as well, because I know you do Yeah. cardio time to time. Yeah. So I would say um, three days a week. You need to be doing some type of, I consider strength training, which can be, like I said, just body weight movements. Yeah, yeah. Um, then two days out of the week, you know, go for a walk, ride a bike, do some cardio, but find something that, you know, I don't want you sitting on a treadmill. That's boring. Yeah. You know? Unless you're, like, I can sit on a rower all day yeah, and I'm okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But get outside, yeah. you know. Um, my, you know, my, my father doesn't exercise, you know, and, and he... I had a conversation with about it recently and he's, you know, he's got to lose weight and he's 76 now. And I'm like, you know, he's pretty set in his ways, but he told me, I said, you know, because there's an issue because he doesn't want to walk the dog. Mm. Um, because if anyone knows my father, he just does not like animals. Mm. Um, so I told him, I said, Hey, look at it as an opportunity to get some exercise. And Mm -hmm. then he says to me, I get exercise. And I laughed. I said, what is that? He says, I clean the pool. <laughs> I said, wait, what do you mean? That's your exercise? He says, I'm out there for, you know, skimming the pool with a, a, a whatever, a skimmer or a net. And I said, the sad thing is, is that you view that as exercise. Yeah. That's not exercise. Yeah. yeah. Like, I said, it's I want to get you. Yeah, it's yeah. movement. But for someone like him, I'm, I said, I want you walking the dog as your exercise to make the pool cleaning easier. Yeah, exactly. You know, but... It's going back to him just saying, okay, that's my exercise and that's good for the day. Yeah, yeah. But it's equivalent to people that go to the gym that sit on a bike, they pedal and read a newspaper. Yeah. Like, I went to the gym. Yeah. Well, you do need to push yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's important, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I would say three days, try to do some bodyweight movements. If you have some weights, you know, look, if you're starting out and multi-drill movements are really challenging, look, I don't even, I don't even care if you get some light dumbbells, do some, some bicep curls, Yeah. you know, and then work on like a lunge or, mm-hmm. uh, find, you know, some bleachers, Yeah. run up and down them for like, you could get creative, say, look, I'm going to go up the bleachers and down, rest two minutes and do that six times. Yeah. That right off the bat. That's awesome. That's tough. Yeah. And it's hard. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
stuff like that, even doing step ups, I consider that, you know, you're, that's a multi-joint movement. You're, mm -hmm. you're stepping, you're, you're, you're getting one from one level to another. And then, like I said, the cardios days, just walk, you can jog, you can bike, you can swim, mm -hmm. you can, you know, people play tennis, they play sports and do those things. So I think through, you know, three days a week, if you're too, super sedentary and you haven't exercised ever is going to be a challenge three mm -hmm. days a week. But if you're already kind of active, I would say, you know, you need to be moving like five, five days for sure. Out yeah. Of the week. Yeah. Um, maybe six. And I would say one day, just relax. Yeah. You know? For real. Uh, which I have a hard time doing sometimes. Me but, too. Um, yeah. So I would say three days, get some type of, uh, multi-joint exercise, uh, workout in, mm -hmm. um, and then the other two, maybe three days, either play a sport or get outside or, you know, do some, some type of just low heart rate yeah. um, cardio. But it is necessary to elevate that heart rate throughout the week. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For okay. Sure, for sure. Because and what I see out there now is just like, just, you can just walk or you can just do these things. And I'm like, if you want to. It's going back to that intensity level yes, and then yeah. calories burn yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So anyone can just walk every day. Mm -hmm. but you're Which not, I'm you know, a big fan of. Yeah. Like I do it every day, but I also do other stuff, yeah. you know, but that's yeah. a good starting point for yeah. somebody who's sedentary yeah, 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 yeah. and then you can put in the strength. Yeah. Like stuff. I just recently got this one wheel, which is one of the most challenging pieces of equipment. It's an electric well, skateboard. Well, like a unicycle? Oh, okay. So the thing is, is that I've never ridden a board before, whether it be, I've surfed once. Uh-huh. That was a disaster. Uh-huh. I've never been on a skateboard. Uh, I don't like to ice skate. Skiing was terrible when I lived in Norway because I just I had a bad experience doing that. So I've really never been on something like that. So for me, that's like my new thing. You know, I'm going to get on this one wheel. I'm going to just try to ride it around the park. It's very challenging. I've already ate it like once and that was like pretty bad. Yeah. To a point where I didn't ride it for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a motorized thing. And like going on a, a, this board that's going up to 19 miles per hour in a car, 15 miles per hour or so feels like a snail's pace. Yeah. When you're on a small wheel and on a board that's balancing and just going at 13 miles, it feels like you're going 50. So it's a little scary. Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know what? That's so outside my comfort zone. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to just do that. And look, it is technically, you know, you're working. Like my yeah, calves yeah, are burning yeah. and these types of things. And your core and yeah. stuff, keeping so, yourself stable. So whether that be, you know, some people want to do, you know, I have a, a client that wants to do um, like MMA, like uh, jujitsu or something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing to get into if you have time, you know. Yeah. And that's completely different stimulus. It's like learning a new skill. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, if you can find an activity that's going to be, you know, if look, if you want to go do Zumba, fine, yeah, whatever, yeah, you know, you're moving, you're, you're moving. getting your heart rate, yeah, yeah. So thank you again for being on. It's, thank you for we've been going like an hour and fifteen minutes already. Right. <laughs> but tell people what you're doing now. Tell them okay. your life update that you're so, doing. So, yeah, life update. Um, uh, yeah, so I, we, me and my fiance got engaged in December. Um, she has a really great job opportunity out in Salt Lake City. So that kind of led to me selling my uh, portion of uh, Cross the Threshold to my business partner. And so that's already happened. Um, so right now what I started doing was doing a little more rebranding with my Instagram page, which is at Beyond the Tats. Um, and then started a, um, basically like a new brand called Evolution Athletica. You can go to the website, it's evolutionathletica.com. Um, so what I've been doing now is 
just trying to work with people remotely. Um, so through Instagram and through the website, you know, I've, I've gained more, you know, through Instagram, I've gained more followers, which led to people reaching out to me asking, you know, for help. So I do work with, you know, a handful of people that do not live in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, out of the handful of people, you know, I would say 7% of these people, it's been very successful. The other um, uh, part of that group, you know, it's just, if they don't communicate, it's hard for me to... It's impossible. Yeah. 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 So um, that's been challenging for those those clients. But um, but yeah, so that's basically what I'm doing when I get out to Salt Lake, or when we get out to Salt Lake, uh, I'm going to just kind of coach it across with Jim to have a little schedule, but I'm working towards a new venture with a couple new business partners. So, uh, but that's kind of six to 12 months in the making. Um, but right now it's just working uh, remotely with people. So Awesome. So yeah. reach out to Chris. We'll put all your information in the show notes. Reach out to him if you're wanting. I mean, I think we threw a lot of information yeah. at them for strength training, but I really want people to understand how important it is. And like for me, I was very reluctant like mm-hmm. five years ago when I first started And now if I go, like I was just in LA for a week almost, and I didn't lift that whole time Mm -hmm. just because whatever, I was at a conference and I feel a difference already. Like in a week, like I just don't feel as well, you know, and then I'll lift again and I'm like, here we go. It's back. It's it's like, it's going back to those different, um, stimuli, you know, if you're just doing one thing, it's about trying to be multifaceted and, yeah, and just yeah. doing all sorts of different things. Yeah. Um, but that's part of the online programming that I do is that I'll work with someone, we'll do a consultation, which is free, just discussing what your current goals are, what you're doing right now for exercise and nutrition. And if you want to sign up, it, you know, usually most people do, uh, I'll program th- them three workouts a week mm-hmm. um, on a monthly rate type of thing. And But that includes the nutritional counseling, which is pretty much the majority of our interaction. Yeah. So they'll do, yeah, they'll do the, the workouts. They'll send me the results of what, how they did on each thing. Um, but with the nutrition, it's really just on a daily basis. Hey, how's it going with nutrition today? Uh, send me pictures of your food. If we're doing that route Mm -hmm. or send me pictures of your food log at the end of each day. Um, because you know, if that conversation isn't kept up, people just go off on the deep end. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it works with my remote athletes is just uh month to month um and you know the goal is this is i don't want them to be with me forever i want to give them the tools so that you know after you know most people do three months um for with three times a week for or three workouts a week and after three months for the most part most of them they're the ones that have completed the three months they say all right i think i have a good handle on this uh i think i i it's essentially I can fly on my own, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I want. Yeah, that's you know? the goal. Yeah, yeah. And if they fall, I'm like, hey, I'm always here. Yeah. So we can always just do another month or or discuss a different option. But for the most part, um, yeah, it's just giving them the tools mm-hmm. to uh, succeed. Yeah. And so. So yeah, reach out to Chris if you want more help uh, programming your workouts, and you can probably do just body weight stuff too, right? Yeah, I, have, okay. I I program workouts for people that either. Go to like 24-hour fitness or go have a gym. They'll let me know what they have access to. If it's a big gym, I know exactly what they have. Yeah. But there are some people that work out at home. Yeah. And some people have home gyms. Other people have nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's part of that consultation is discussing what you have access to and then designing workouts, again, around time constraints, uh, around equipment, whether mm-hmm. you have it or not. 
Um, but for some people, it's just body weight movements. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So. So yeah, we'll put all of his information in the show notes. And thanks again for being on and for giving me your time. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.